the Islanders? Where did they come from? Well, welcome back to Where's My Stick? My name's Danielle. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelsey. Um, we're going to touch on some like odds and ends of the NHL, and then we'll go into um, the 10, 10 to 12 games uh, so far and like where each team is. But um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the NHL and gambling. So um, Elliot Friedman just released one of his 31 thoughts, and a lot of a majority of it was about gambling in the NHL. So in Elliot Friedman's 31 thoughts, um, he says that NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has started to test the gambling waters. So what we know so far is that the NHL is going to follow the NBA's NBA's imprint for a non-exclusive deal with MGM, and that allows for multiple partnerships with different casinos and online betting companies to to allow um, fans to bet for you know, on NHL games. And that he said that the NHL is not getting a piece of the book. I'm guessing uh, any of the gambling money, but it's, he says there's it's going to be a simple flat a flat fee for MGM um, getting to use its trademarks, logos, and eventually data, which um, is in the basketball contract. So right now this is only in the the U.S. Um, it doesn't necessarily affect Canada right right now. But he put some examples of, like, online betting, betting, like, I mean, obviously in the casinos in um, Vegas and other casinos throughout the U.S. And he said that the American Gambling Association um, studies claiming that legal sports could produce an additional $216 million of of revenue. And that includes, like, advertising, um, and then it says that the Nevada Gaming Control uh, annual report indicates that overall state sports betting could add an additional $4.8 billion. Um, but this is for all sports. So Elliot Freeman also goes to, to say that, like, because <laughs> hockey's like the lowest, the big four, um, that it'll probably be around like an additional, like, two to three million once it's like be start once it's implemented so i mean i don't know if any of us gamble here but what do you guys think i was watching this one person and they were basically like how what it what like this opens the door to like maybe like a ref's brother or something like place the bet on a game and then like it could influence how like a ref calls games but like as a whole like I don't really have like thoughts about gambling in the NHL because like it's not something that I do it's not something that like impacts me but the future social worker in me is just like gambling addiction is real so (laughs) like who knows but yeah I don't know I don't really have like an opinion like about it I think I'm pretty much the same way. I do think it's interesting how Bettman hasn't always been the biggest fan, and he has been kind of outspoken about that. You know, he didn't love the idea of there being betting um, when the Golden Knights became a team. But um, I don't know. I, I'm i same as Christy. Like, I don't gamble, so it doesn't really affect me. But um, I do think that it 
can have some effect, you know, on the game. I think, you know, they're going to try their best to make it fair, I think. I don't know. Um, but you can never really know once gambling is brought into it. Um, and I also think, but I do think that it will be interesting on how that money affects the league and whether that will affect, um, I don't know, like caps or salaries or anything like that moving forward. Um, I also think that it might be really interesting in what... Because I feel like for gambling especially, it might put more of a spotlight onto like analytics and stuff like that because that's something that I think um, gamblers would want to consider unless they're just like having fun and gambling. But um, yeah, so I think that there's something on both sides for and against, but um, I'm pretty indifferent about it. I would agree. But then a part of me is also like, this could be a good thing because like you said, how does this affect like in-game... Um, like, so if, if a ref is like trying to like throw a game or something like that, I wonder like if the NHL will put like different like rules in place. So like, say, um, he like, say the pens are playing like, I don't know, the the devils or something like that. And, and the rest brother wants the devils to win and like the pens get up like a, a, a penalty. That's not really a penalty. Can the coach like challenge a um a ref because at the end of all four refs have to agree with each other and then like and then like sometimes the decision is like reviewed in Toronto so I feel like there's a different there's a couple different like policies or or you know systems put in place to like double check because they have like video review too so I'm just I wonder how that will affect it and then you brought up another good point Kelsey when you talk about the um analytics part because I mean the NHL's analytic page is not good. So I wonder if they'll stop, like they'll start like updating that site and like making it so that like fans can go there to get that information to use it to bet. Cause like one of the things that, um, Elliot Freeman puts in there or uses as an example, as he's, he was saying like, um, so say it's like you're betting against like Crosby versus McDavid and, and then McDavid takes takes a um uh gets tripped up and then there the Oilers are on the power play and like the betting th- or the betting um app could just like ask you okay uh, what's the chance that the Oilers are going to score on this power play or something like that so it's like really quickly and and like um and it could just happen like at a click of your phone or whatever I mean I've never gambled before but this is what he's saying so I just wonder if like the NHL will start putting like, you know, those stats of like, this is what McDavid is on the power player. This is how the Oilers power play is instead of it just being like ranked or anything like that. Like they'll change it from game to game. So either I can see the positive outcomes of something like this if it's done right. But at the end of the day, I mean, the NHL rarely does stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of just like, Oh, um, so after this was announced, like the Devils um, have said that they're going to do a. Um, they just announced that they're creating a special betting lounge in in the Prudential Center um, with online sports book uh, William Hill, uh, and New Jersey is, has legalized gambling. Um, so it is so. <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see if like other arenas do the same thing, um, and that's a way that like you know teams taking advantage of that and like using that money or like um sprucing up their arena so that they can use money on other things like i don't know 
I mean, just, ultimately, this probably all that money goes into the owners' pockets and not really back to the players. So, yeah, maybe that. Now that I think about it, that's probably what's going to happen. So that's not ideal. But you don't think it it'll right, like affect the caps at all? Hopefully. I I would hope, but I don't know because like the money that the NHL is getting is just like from the endorsement or just like a advertisement aspect of it. They're not really okay. getting money for it that way and the nhl or gary buttman always try to act like oh we're doing so well but the cap can only go up two million it's like I, if hopefully my ideally i'd be like no make the cap go up 10 million and stuff like that because players deserve <laughs> to get paid but i mean even right. 10 million isn't that much so it's like I don't if know, you divide William it by Lander like 20 and, like people. resigning ricola so i don't know <laughs> that 10 million not going to do that much but Still, players can start getting what they're worth. Yeah. Or close to what they're worth. Close, yeah. Um, anything else on NHL and gambling? So next, we're going to move on to an article that came out about Josh Hosang and the New York New York Islanders. And I, I was not excited to talk about this, but I want to talk about this because I will always want to talk about Josh Hosang. But um, it was an article that came out... Um, in the New York Post by Brett, I don't know his last name or how to pronounce his last name, but um, it says Josh Hosang, the new the new Islanders Islanders regime burying me even in the minors, and I mean we've all read this article, um, and we'll link it on our um, Twitter account. But what did you guys think about like the the article? I love Josh Hosang, and I'm so happy that he continues to, like, speak out, even though, like, in the past it's been suggested that that may be getting him in trouble. Um, I do think that he has quite a few points, especially when he said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they want me to be a top forward up there, meaning with the Islanders, but he's not a, but he's not being treated as a top six forward um, down in the, in the AHL. Um, so sometimes it's like you're sprinting with a rubber band on is what he said. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I understand that like for his development and maybe as like a way to sort of push him and try to get him going, they may be playing him on some of the lower lines, like the bomb two lines. But, um, at some point you have to assume that they're just maybe, um, fumbling his development a little bit. I mean, I... I don't really follow the, um, what are they? The Bridgeport some things. Sound um, Tigers, I think their name is. Sun Tigers? Sound Tigers. Sound Tigers. Um, I anyway, don't I don't really follow them, so I can't say for certain, but I don't know. You'd think that, you know, something has to give in his situation, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of of the mind of, like, why haven't they traded him already? But I'm also of the mind of, like, I don't think that anyone has communicated with him, like, what they want from him and what they want to see in a way that he can understand it and, like, process it and actually do it. Because they keep saying, like, work on your defense, work on your defense, work on your defense. But, like, what do you got, like, what specifically do you want him to work on? Because I... Like, I don't think he's the type of player, I mean, I don't know him personally, but, like, I feel like if you told him, I want you to work on this, this, and this, 
And, like, I don't think he would ignore that. But I also think... I also wonder, like, how him speaking out and, like, is impacting, impacting, like, the room and, like, what his teammates think of him and, like, if they're thinking negatively of him, like, his, like, the lines that he's on aren't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's what I was wondering. But then I just did come from my internship where all I'm thinking about is feelings, so I could be wrong. But, yeah. Something, <clears throat> I guess, I don't, I'm not sure if Thompson is the coach or it's someone in um, Bridgeport, uh, but he says that or the article says um, his play away from the puck is obviously lacking through nine game, nine games. He doesn't have a goal and his four assists go along with an un- unsightly minus eight rating. And the coach goes to say, or Thompson um, big upside. Obviously you see skill set. He has to learn when it's the, when is the right time to use that? And when is the right time to make the simple play and be a little predictable for his teammate? That was the one thing that kind of like, confused me because like okay so he's obviously a a skill player like he's not when he's not like a defensive winger and wingers don't really need to be that defensive um so like for you to say that like you need to do the simple play be more predictable like are you i don't i'm just not sure what that means like you don't want him to use a skill you don't want him to be flashy you just want him to be boring and i also think that's a part of it though because like the article also mentioned how like how he's a different kind of person yeah like like off the ice like nothing bad or anything but like he's he's a like he's different and i think that could be impacting what the coaches see on the ice and what they want from him and the type of player and person that they want him to be Mm-hmm. And I don't think he should have to compromise the kind of person he is in order to play the kind of hockey that they want him to play. I I agree. That's actually a really good point. I just, it's, it's so frustrating. I was, as soon as that article came out, I like ran and like commented on it. And then like was commenting on Islanders fans tweets and stuff like that. And so I was talking to this one guy who was really like upfront because I, he was saying like, well, if he wants to produce, he needs to, or if he wants to be in the NHL or be in the top six, then just start producing. And I feel like that's such a, um, it's just such a basic thing. Like not, not really naive, but just like, who, like, okay, look, think of all, there's so many other factors that are going into the reason why he's not producing. You need to look at quality of teammate. You need to look at his, where he is in the lineup. They don't publish ice time. So we don't know how many minutes he's playing. And, I mean, if he's not being trusted by the coach and he can see that the coach is like, like you like he said, like he's, he's being told he's a top six player, but he's getting played in the bottom six in the AHL. So it's like, there's, he's being pulled two different ways. What he doesn't really know what's the truth. And like, for you just say like, Oh, just start, um, <clears throat> just start uh, producing the, the AHL is a lot different than the NHL, especially when you're, you're not in the first, the top line, because, those bottom six players most likely are older players that continue being in the, the HL or the NHL. They're more like um, energy guys that most likely fight. Like, I mean, the third line, probably not, but bottom six players in the AHL, that's what they normally are. 
And so if he's getting crushed in the boards and, or he's trying to make a, a, a difficult play to stump a low, maybe a player that he's has a higher skill set of and his teammates can't even like his line mates can't even <laughs> get the puck or be fast enough to keep up with him. That's going to affect it. And it's just, there's so many other different factors, but I was talking to those Islanders fans and they were saying that most likely he'll be in a package deal because they know that his, um, that what they'll get for him is low because of all the negative press that he has or not negative press, but it's like, well, he's Hosang still not up within the NHL. Why? Or like his development and stuff like that. So, and he's vocal. He is vocal and he's a personality. Like I've seen people say like, Oh, the Islanders don't want him because of his personality. And the thing about it is, is the new Islanders regime, um, Lou Lamorello in the offseason said, oh, no, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, give him a shot and all that stuff. But as soon as the, the he, Lou does the exact opposite of what he says. When he said that, I was like, oh, my, I was terrified for Hosang because I knew that whatever happened, it was going to be bad. Like, he's not going to get a chance. Hosang is the exact opposite of a Lou Lamorello player. So, yeah. Like, I don't, it's just annoying because I just want him to do so well. And it's like, I hope he gets traded somewhere. That's my, that's what I want because I just feel like he's reached yeah. his peak. And like, Ho Sang reminds me of uh, Daniel Sprong and Travis Konechny from the Flyers. That's what I just equate him from. Because like, the coaches treat those players like really tough. And like, Travis Konechny, now he's a top He's a um, top line player, but he had to work really hard for that. And Hack still, to this day, still will drop him just because. Like he made he made a bad turnover, and it's just like <laughs> everyone makes a bad turnover. Like everyone I think, does. I think part of that though is like expectation of what yeah. they think the player is, because like Hosang played with McDavid, McDavid like. I don't know, gave him praise and said that he's, like, a really good, like, skilled player or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sprong is supposed to be really good. And I don't know about connecting it, really. But I think, like, I think, like, these teams, they have these, like, prospects. And then, like, they have, like, a good season in, like, the OHL or the AHL or something. And then they're, like, they expect them to automatically trans that They expect that to automatically translate to the NHL. And then when it doesn't, they kind of don't know what to do with it. I'm just really concerned because um, I think you mentioned it, Danielle. They they mentioned that they want him to, you know, they appreciate his speed. They appreciate his skill with the puck, but it doesn't always translate well, especially with his um, bottom six line mates. Mm-hmm. But then if they want him to sort of become more, I guess, I think the word they used was like predictable and more... Um, in sync with them, then mm-hmm. he'd be sacrificing a lot of that skill that would make him a very successful top six player on the right team with the right um, line mates and everything. So, I mean, that concerns me from like a developmental standpoint. Like, I feel like part of development and part of coaching is finding where your players would excel instead of try- asking them to be in roles that they might not be the best fit for and then saying, well, prove to me that you can do it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's not fair to the player. Um, and yeah, I, I think that I would like to see him traded and maybe another team and another organization can better uh, leverage his skills. I'd like to see him on a fast team. Yeah. And they also have like other prospects like that they're kind of banking on. Like, I know they have Bellows, Mm-hmm. And that's all I can think of. I mean, they have so the two. Like, 
that they drafted last the the most recent draft. They, were, right. they had a lot of those struggles. So like I feel like they he's not their like project anymore. So he might be he might become like overlooked yeah. at this point. And like I think they actually really need to trade him. Like I think that it's that new management. Kid. So those so the the new management has no you know they don't like that's not their pick. You know what right. I'm saying? Like when new management comes in. So I I want him to be traded, but then I think about it and I'm like, what team would you know would do that? Like, cause I just feel like so all the teams are so and the NHL is all about like being the same, being boring. Like only if you're like a superstar player that has like so much um, that's just so good that no one can deny it. Are you able to be to be like a little bit different? And so with Hosang, like I just feel like who. Like, what team would treat him right? Like, what team would be like, listen, this guy is different, and and we value that, and we want to see him grow. And, yeah, he may not be defensive, but we can teach that or we can change that. So I just don't know. At the end of the day, I mean, I really just don't trust anybody. (laughs) He's not even different in, like, he's not even different different in, like, a a crazy way. Like, he's, like, he's just, like, he's just soft, and he just, like is open about it. Yeah. And, and I, it I doesn't help reading, that he's black either. Like I was reading this and he's actually really articulate. Like he can like, he's like, I don't know, just the words that he used, the way that he, uh, the way he explains himself and like the situation, like he's just so much, he just sounds so much smarter than the normal hockey player. Like the way, <laughs> like just the, the rubber band mo- metaphor. Like, yeah, what yeah. person would have said that? Like, <laughs> no one would have said anything. They'd be like, "It's good. I'm, I'm. I just need to work harder. I just need to do that." Like, <laughs> they would have just said nothing of substance. And Ho Sang is over here like spitting out poetry. I'm just, I don't know. I just want him to do well. Why can't he? I just, oh, Lula Morello. Like, I don't like him, and I don't know why people do. Because they're like he's vicious, like he's under. Like who cares? Yeah, he can he can like make people disappear. That's not a good thing. That's not. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But okay, we're gonna move on from that, um, and talk about. So we're about ten to twelve games in. Each team is different, um, of the season, and I mean some like the standings look kind of familiar but then also there's some random teams in there and you're just like what i mean keep in mind again this is we're 10 to 12 games in so this isn't really like this isn't set in stone but in the eastern conference uh in the metro it's pittsburgh um the islanders and carolina and the atlantic it's uh the leafs toronto or no the lightning toronto and boston and then the two wild card spots is montreal and buffalo um. Uh, so, what do we think of the Eastern Conference? We'll start there. Uh, the Islanders. Where did they come from? Like, I think I looked at the standings one day, and I was just like, "The Islanders are where? What? Like, yeah, I'm lost and confused." I think I have no idea. And they've only played eight games, so it's like that's like actually nope. pretty good. No, I mean nine games. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, they only played. They're four, four, and one. No, they're and not. They're not. Mine's yeah, four. I like. I like updated this like two seconds before the podcast. Started. <laughs> I don't think mine updated. Okay, so they're six, four, and one, right? Yeah. Got that. Okay. Yeah. So eleven games. So, all right. 
That's so good. I'm still like surprised. Like I don't know. I mean, six five or six four and one isn't amazing, but it's still like the Islanders. I thought they'd be trash. Same. I'm so like disgusted because I now hate the Islanders, and yeah, they both they beat uh, the Flyers and the Pens, and they scored six goals on both of them. So I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. Like goodbye. I'm done. Like. <laughs> And then on Tuesday, with Tommy Kudakos going, so oh jeez! Like this was a vendetta against me. This Personally, this wasn't the. I literally thought Islanders. of you when he scored. It was Danielle versus Islanders because I just can't believe it. But um, you know what also surprised me? Um, Montreal. Yeah. What are you doing there? What are you, what's going on? I almost feel like Montreal just like. They don't care anymore. They're, like, at that point. And so it's, like, they're good. <laughs> well, I think that a healthy carry price says a lot. That's true. That's true. Um, and, I mean, the Penguins gifted them two wins. Like, just wrapped it in a bow. I was like, here you go. Um, kisses uh, to us. And, you know, what? a part of me thinks that the Pens had to lose to Montreal twice to win the rest of those Canadian games. Sure. Because <laughs> those teams were day and night, and I, I just don't get it. But um, another pleasant surprise for me is... Oh, Penn scored. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Oh, oh it's Mom, I think. Um, oh, but Buffalo's in uh, a wildcard spot, which means nothing because they could drop. But I'm happy. It's It's the Captain Jack effect. Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's the Connor Sherry effect. Um, I don't think <laughs> having a again. winner on the team. Hmm. I think okay. I what I will say, and hopefully we all can agree, is I think the changing of the locker room is a big thing. They added a winner. They have a new captain. Oh, winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, knows how to win. That's when I watch the Buffalo game and and Sherry falls down. Everyone's like, "What the." Oh my god. <laughs> that looks familiar. They were like, he almost had that pass. I was like, yeah, he died. He did. He did almost have that. <laughs> He's perfect. I won't hear any slander. No, he, and you know what? What I'll say is that he is definitely Connor Sherry. <laughs> whether that's good, whether that's bad, that's none of my business. But <laughs> what is my business is that the Buffalo Sabres are in a playoff spot. I'm happy with that. Who. Uh, who would they play? They would play. They would play Pittsburgh. <laughs> nice. Right. I would cry. I would go to a game. In Buffalo? No, in Pittsburgh. It's <laughs> like <laughs> 10 hours to get to Buffalo. Um, uh, um, what I find surprising is that usually it's five in the Metro, three in the Atlantic. But this time, it's a little bit different. It's different. It's five in the Atlantic and three in the Metro. Yeah, which I was like, I had to, like, double check. I was like, <laughs> This can't because, be right. Like, I was surprised, like, Columbus wasn't in there. I am I mean, all right, so after Pittsburgh, um, the Islanders, and Carolina, um, no team, well, CBJ has six wins, but that's it. Like, the Caps have five wins. The Devils have five, the Flyers have five, and the Rangers have four. Um, 
And which is like surprising, like Washington. But Washington always has like well, not always has a slow start. But last year, I think they had a slow start. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, "What?" And then they won. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I know. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's what they're like. They're like, we don't need to be first in the metro. We don't yeah. need to win the president's trophy. We can do this. So yeah. it might be that. Well, they I were low- still first in the metro last year. What were you gonna say? Oh. Just that I low-key don't want the Pens to win the President's Trophy. Oh, no. I oh, no, no. Never. President's trophy. Like, I don't want them to win it at all. No. I, would, I wouldn't I mind if they were first in the the Metro. I wouldn't mind that. Because then I know for sure. Well, I don't know for sure. But I'm like, then they won't play the Flyers, hopefully. But who knows? They like to hurt me, so they probably will. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I, it just can I also say it gives me like great joy that the Rangers are last in the division in the Metro. Um, they were always going to be bad though. They, so, but like, they were going to um, be bad. But I felt like last season they were going to be bad, but they ended up beating teams. I just like I'm just I just like that the Rangers are bad. Like okay. I know that they're going to be, and I just like. So all right, one other thing in the conference that I felt I was surprised by is um. The Florida Panthers. Yeah, I definitely thought that I was like they're gonna be competing for the first in the Atlantic. Like, I mean, not really, but <laughs> just from that push from last season, yeah, I thought that they would be better than two, four, and three. Did I get that right? Two, four, and three, or they're two, four? Yeah, and three? it's two, four, and three. Or now, I guess after the game, this after oh, it's two, five, it's two, five, and three. <laughs> Oh, I felt so bad because like they're in they're in Finland, right? And like obviously Patrick Laine, he's a big deal in Finland. But like Sasha Barkov, like he's a pretty big deal in Finland too. But like all I saw were Jets jerseys. You could have swore that it was like a Jets home game, and I was like, oh poor Sasha, he's over there. I didn't like, somebody wear his jersey. Um, I think there were people doing that, but that I like Winnipeg, like. Jets fans travel like they're like intense. They love that yeah. team. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Winnipeg didn't have like that great of fans, but no, like that's I, all no, they have no. in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for them. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. But I mean, when he did you see Line's post game when he was like, um, "You don't know how much this means to me yeah. that like I sports." I was like, "Can I like? Am are you my son? Like, I love him so much. Like." So taking that, let's go to the Central Division because I do have questions about Winnipeg. Um, I have questions too. So all right, so for the Central, it as of right now, it's, it's Nashville, Winnipeg, Colorado, oh. Minnesota, and Chicago. Oh, okay. Oh, because the the win today. Yeah. Okay. So all right, so now Winnipeg's in the second. That's that makes sense because because before they were fourth in a wild card spot which again it's really early but i don't know i just think that even their record's not bad but i just thought that winnipeg would be just like crushing it kind of like nashville but i guess not i mean if they had their one overtime loss a win they'd be nashville but Winnipeg just seems like they're not as good as they were last season or maybe everyone's more prepared for them I think it's a mixture of that. I think it's also a mixture of their defense and, like... Their defense isn't good? Not like it's not... You have Morrissey and Truba, which they're good. Then you have Buff and Sherratt. And Sherratt is 
questionable. And then I think the last two are Myers and Kulikov. Or that might be wrong because they're both left. But anyway, Myers, he's he's he he's he's something. He's questionable. Like he makes these weird decisions and he's always doing something a mess. And then there's um Kulikov who like he just came back from injury and there's not really like a place for him because he hasn't he didn't play last year but he signed forever. Mm-hmm. So like I think it's like that third pair is kind of just like a mess. And what is it? What else is it? Is it with the Jets? I don't know. I just I mean to be fair, I've only like followed two games and it was the Leafs Jets games. Oh God. So it was just like what's going on. <laughs> and and like Maurice, he's like he's trying. He's like shuffling the lines to get Line A going. And to get Ehlers going, and it's just, it just hasn't been, like, working, really. And, like, it's gotten to the point where it's kind of just, like, they're splitting up the good lines to put Line on, or to put Ehlers on, to, like, kind of get them going. And, like, I feel like when you do that, now you're messing up. Well, Kyle Connor is good wherever you put him, like... I love that boy. Yeah, he's but I it's always like, see him. He's always scoring. Yeah, and it's just like I think you're messing up those lines because now the Shifley Wheeler line isn't producing as much. And now are the they TL's, still together? Um, I don't Shifley watch this game. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shifley and Wheeler are always together. But like when you add line A and take Kyle Connor off, that's messing up their line. Well, not like messing up, but it's messing up their line and then you have Kyle Connor with like I don't know where they put him on the second line and it's just not working also so yeah I don't know I don't know what the solution is but I know they gotta fix it yeah I want to see line A score some more it's still it's still um it's still early so yeah and I feel like with line A um because Austin is such like a complete player and line eight isn't he like they get compared a lot which is dumb because they play dumb they play different positions but i think there's more pressure on line a because austin was producing so much and like he wasn't yeah and line a gets in his head a lot and like he has a like he has someone that he sees and like that person helps him like a good amount so hopefully like it just turns it yeah Hopefully with, like, today in this game and then, yeah. like, you know, him still seeing the person that he sees, it'll turn around. And his shooting percentage was really low. It's, like, 6.8, and he doesn't uh, use, oh, they're frightened. He doesn't usually shoot that low. So that okay. has an effect on it, too. <clears throat> um, okay, so I think the Central is, like... I wonder who they're all playing because they all have a lot of wins. Like Nashville has nine, Colorado, Colorado, Minnesota, and Winnipeg all have seven. Are we surprised about Chicago? Um, honestly, I'm surprised they're this good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what I'm. I'm like. I, I am, mean, but I also believe in petty revenge, and they were like, "You guys were talking so much shit about us last season. Here we are." Corey Crawford's back. Yeah. Which also, is... Go ahead. 
Am I soft for Dabrinka? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't be the only person. Like, everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think everyone and, is. And it's not, I mean, it's not me. Um, <laughs> and it's always, like, it's not fair because, like, Chicago, like, their, their Twitter page has so many good puns for them. Yeah. And so I can understand if you're soft for Dabrinka. He has a cute little face. Like, his, he yeah, actually kind of looks, looks like, a like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, fast. And he's playing with Jonathan Tates, who's always a good, he's, he's always, like, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he might be overrated, which we're not going to talk about, but he's, like, a good, <laughs> he's a good person who wants this world to be a better place. Okay. So, we'll move on to the Pacific. Oh, one night on the Central. Oh, yeah. I'm also surprised, um, at St. Louis. I think I thought they were going to be much We said they were going to be in the playoffs. I did. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, are they still three, four, and three? I mean, three, four, and three? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, St. Louis is bad. And, like, I I remember saying the same thing because I was like, that's center depth. They short up their center depth. But, okay, is it all Jake Allen's fault? Can we say that? I don't think so. No. Okay. It might be the curse of Tyler Bozak. You mean Ryan O'Reilly. Tyler Bozak is a horrible person. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Let's jump on over to the Pacific, where the Vancouver Canucks are first. Um, wait. When did that happen? The San Jose yeah, exactly. Sharks and the Calgary Flames. This is all correct, right, Christy? It's Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think majority of it is from the fact that Vancouver... Played has played so many games. They have played right now fourteen oh, wow. games, um, and then everyone else like Calgary. Yeah, everyone else has not. Um, but I think that Vancouver's like actually. I think Vancouver's kind of like what we we're talking about with Montreal. They're just like fuck it, we're gonna have fun. They're like a really fun bad team. Like someone I was listening to some some podcast, and they're like Vancouver's the type of, of team that's like. Vancouver's have a team that they'll probably lose 5-4, but it'll be a fun game. Yeah. Like, it's, like, back and forth. So, um, and, like, Elias, Elias Patterson? Peterson? Yeah. Peterson? I don't know. Petey? That's what I call him. He is so good. Petey has eight goals, and surprisingly, um, Bo Horvat has seven goals, and frickin' Brock Besser has none. Well, no, two or three. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he has one, at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One OT, one. Oh, screw him. (laughs) But, I mean, okay. I am, like, since the Penguins beat them, I am, like, I feel like a weight has been taken off my chest. I can finally, like, breathe. (laughs) So now I love them. And I'm even, like, I'm not, like, warming up to Brock Besser, but I'm not, like, actively attacking him like I would. I, like... Oh, he, he's he's good. He's a good person, he, I feel. He is a... No, he's, like, a really good... But, yeah, no, they have, like... And then they're only going to... Well, I talked to a lot of Vancouver people, and I don't know if they're going to get better, but their two goalies have been really good this season as well. Like, um, Anders Nielsen, he's been really good, and speaking to some Islanders fans, he was never that good. So he's, like, playing really good right now. the Islanders? Yeah, Anders Nielsen. Do you, don't you remember that? No. When they had, like, the when goalie he... rotation? Oh, yeah. Yes. He was oh. one of the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. It was Grayson Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... But, wow. yeah, so I feel like their goalies have been really good. Well, they've played a lot of games. They've been getting scoring, like, adding 
Pedersen. And then Bo Harvat's really good playing really and good here. Vertanen has been good for them. Yes, yes, that's right. He actually he really has. So moving past Vancouver. San Jose, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I mean they're second in their division, but they'll get better, right? Like, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really. I let me rephrase that. We want like Eric Carlson will get better. San Jose, ah, eh. but Eric Carlson, we want to be elite to continue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So they're not in a playoff spot, but they're almost there. Oh no, no, that's Edmonton after Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's doing really like not really well. I mean, they're six and five. I'm but glad they're getting there. They are getting there, and they're, like, kind of fun to watch. I've been watching um, some of their games. Chucky's back. Yeah, oh, he, he's playing. That was really fun, him being back. I love him so much. Like, all, I just, I fell asleep. Like, let's, I'll be honest. I won't act like I, I watched the game. I fell asleep, but I woke up <laughs> with so much uh, Chucky love. I would, like felt like I was suffocating. It was so beautiful. I was like, yes, what it deserves. Let's do it again. Like, some more. Like, I was retweeting everything. I know people were just like, you like the coyotes? And I was like, I could learn to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't take much. Just, I just like Galton. Yeah. He is so, and I like, you guys know I like Lawson Krauss. He's on there. And, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I love, I'm not a fan of Clayton Keller. Really? Um, yeah, no, I'm not. He, like, reminds me, oh, okay. I was like, his name is so familiar, but, like, Helen Keller. <laughs> I like how they like how they love their goalie. Like they really appreciate well their Twitter really appreciates Auntie Ranta and I like really appreciate that. I think so last season Auntie Ranta played well for them. Yeah. Really well. And I think they're just so happy to have a good goalie. And I, I think he's Who's not injured? Yeah. I think he's a good guy. Like in the locker room when they do when they um gave their little, I don't know what it was, a, a helmet or a plaque or whatever, like the player of the game, they gave it to him and, you know, they, everyone seemed to like, he, he just seemed really sincere and nice and everyone seemed to like, you know, like that. So, yeah. He seems nice. I mean, I never had a problem with Auntie Ranta, especially when he got out of uh, New York. I was like, oh, okay. I need the New York slander to like... <laughs> I mean, like, like you're not even from Manhattan. Okay. <laughs> <But like, laughs> no, it's not Manhattan. like New York. I'm the name. Like, the Islanders don't have... Well, the Islanders, they don't know where they want to be. Brooklyn, Long Island, New York, who knows what they're doing. Did you... I, this is kind of off topic, which is par for the course with us. Did you ever some Matthew Strom? Yes! yes he's on the course! Yes, it's my strom. That's my baby strom. Oh my gosh, Kelsey, let me give you a quick enough. So Matthew Strom, he is the baby strom, and he is Can't so eat. big. He is like he's a oh, horrible it. skater. He is not good. He's so bad, and he got picked in the fifth round because of it. But he can score. He can just score goals. Like this kid, his release is so beautiful. He's just, I mean, like, he, he has skill, too, but it's just, like, his skating is so bad. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know there was three Strom brothers. Uh, of course because I did it. You're not like a Dylan Strom. No, no, I am not. And they are, I saw a picture on Twitter, and they were like, the Strom brothers. And I was like, why are there three? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. 
So I wanted to say, um, so in the Western Conference, the team that is bad is the LA Kings. <laughs> yeah. Seven and one. Mwah. Like chef's kiss and like a middle finger to Drew Doughty. Like, you deserve, you deserve this, Drew Doughty. You deserve yeah. it. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so... And, like, also one thing I <laughs> that I just also remembered, like, Drew Daddy talked about he was going to, didn't he say, like, oh, we're, me and Eric Carlson are going to, um... He said that they were going to get as much money as they could. Like, that's what... Yeah, but they he were... was talking to Eric Carlson about it. Yeah, but he, like, spoke to reporters about it. But didn't he say that they were going to the... He said, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to free agency, and we're going to get as much as we can get. And then he doesn't even go to free agency. I'd appreciate if Drew Doughty left Eric Carlson alone. I was listening to, like, a preview and, like, listening to Kings fans and stuff. And she was saying how, like, Jonathan Quick is hurt. And Ilya Kovachuk has been doing well, but he doesn't get top-line minutes. Dustin Brown was hurt, but he's back. So they they think that they're going to be better, but the GM has already co- came to the team and was like, you guys need to be effing better. Like, <laughs> why are you this I mean, bad? They're mad. No- yeah. And so, so low and old. But they, that's what they—that's their identity. Like, like slow, and you, old. You have to move with the times. Like it doesn't work anymore. You can't be slow and old. I, I think during the regular season, that slow and old mentality could work if they weren't like they. You can be slow and old if you and but if you score goals. Does that make right. sense? Like because yeah. you can you know and. But the fact that there are goaltenders hurt and the fact that they aren't scoring goals, like Jeff Carter isn't scoring at the rate he normally is, but they say that he's a slow starter. So maybe he'll, I mean, he seems perennially like a 30 goal scorer or 25. So maybe he'll like 33. Yeah. But he's still, he's a really good skater. He's still a really good skater. Um, And it's like with LA, what can they do? Cause they kind of already pulled the thing where they like fire the coach, but I've heard that they like um, they like their coach, who was like their assistant coach before when Sutter was there. But um, yeah, I, I hope they don't get it together. I hope they are pretty bad. But like, I hope they're like bad enough <clears throat> that they don't get a top draft pick. Yeah, I want Detroit to get Hughes. I just throw that organization a bone. I want Detroit to get him. But Detroit's been winning lately, and I'm just like, please stop. Like. Do what I want record? for you. Um, Three seven two. Uh, is that still it? Yeah. Okay. So they just won. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about them winning too much. Yeah. I mean, I will, well, like you against know. the Penguins. They oh, I'm sure much. they'll beat the Penguins. Like that. <laughs> like Dylan Larkin, and it'll kill me. It'll kill me because like yeah. Dylan Larkin seems likable, so I want to like him, but then he just beats my team, and I'm just like, so we're back at square one. I can't like you. I don't have that problem. I still, I still like you. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. I Where is your your pen's loyalty? Obviously, I don't have that problem with the amount of Rangers and Blue Jacket players I, that I like. Yeah, that's that's actually really true. <laughs> That's it's true. very upsetting to me that you like the Blue Jackets. I don't like just the Blue Jackets. You just said you like the Blue Jackets. <laughs> I, like, I like players on their team. My ideal situation is. Cam scoring, but my team's still winning. Like, that rarely all... happens. He's always. I'll accept it. That's all I want. Putting my foot down. I don't want it. I don't want him to score at all. Soda. 
Where are yeah. they right now? Minnesota is oh, oh, they're in fourth, right? Seven yeah. three. That's not bad, but it's like, is Devin Dubnik playing well? I don't know. Too many questions with this. Who team. is playing on that? Who's even playing on that team? Who's there? Who like Jordan that... Greenway? He yeah came he up. he scored too. Yeah. Isn't he like the only player to score like in his in the playoffs? In the didn't he come up for the playoffs and score in the playoffs? I so, think like, he US, yeah he did. In the Olympics. And did then... he score in the Olympics? Yeah he did. He did. Yeah. Aww. He did really well at the Olympics. He did. That's how he got the contract, I think. Aww. I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I think he might have been another... Was he another Boston boy? Probably. At Boston University? Great. I hate that whole, like, starts, city. It just starts packing up. I moved to Boston. You guys are just like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, okay. He was. Aww. He was. Oh, yeah. University or college? University. So, okay, anything, any other surprises, questions about the, the Eastern or Western Conference? What do you guys think of Vegas? I was, I was thinking about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to count them out because they right. were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. But remember when San Jose was in the Stanley Cup Finals and then I believe, didn't they miss the playoffs the next year? No. No? Wait. No. Okay. Well, they didn't get as far. So that happened is I think St. Louis, they like made it their first year and then missed it for the next like four. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's, so... That's, that's funny. That's um, awful. I feel bad, but I mean, what are you going to do? I want to act like... I feel like just trade Tarasenko somewhere that he can win. Like, I'm tired of, like, wanting the Blues to do something, and then they just don't. Like, I want Tarasenko to be happy. Yeah, I would like to see him with a good center. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on, to be honest. I just don't know what's up with Vegas, because, like, they have basically a better team than they did last year. And you know something? But it's like... I feel like everything went right for them. Yeah. You know, and so, like, you can't replicate that. And it's like, everything really does have to go right to get to the Stanley Cup. Like, it really does. So, I don't know. It's still so early, though. But It is. And that's why I was like, I'm yeah. not going to count them up. They're 5-6-1. and one. They didn't have a good first um, half. I don't even know if they had a, a real long homestand yet, because I know they were traveling um, a lot in the beginning, but... I don't know. As I will say this, and I don't know if this will be true, but I'm going to say it. As fl- the way Flower goes is the way the team goes. For sure, I think. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Not last year, because he, like, yeah. really played. Um, and uh, also, William Carlson isn't as good as he was last year. And no. yeah. that is the best. They're probably so happy that they didn't pay him as much as, like, he was asking. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> Vegas signed. Um, they signed uh, Nate Schmidt. Can, like, yeah, you really find someone who's suspended? Yeah, I mean, he's still active on the roster, I believe. He's not on, like, IR or anything like that. <clears throat> and I was, was, I think I was the only, were, were you guys surprised by that? I was, like, shocked. I was like, really? I wasn't. Oh, I was I because I hadn't thought of him in a while because he's suspended. <laughs> it probably. I, also, I'm, um, I, you guys know I like dip, I like dip and dabble with the Capitals, 
So, like, me and uh, a Capitals fan were talking about Nate Schmidt, and, like, he's not really as good as, like, he's not a top-pairing defenseman. But, you know, if they want to pay him like one, that's none of my business. But I don't think, I think ideally Schmidt is, like, a 3-4. He reminds me of, like, a Justin Schultz, who I Mm. love with all heart. But if Justin Schultz was our number one defenseman, then that's not, like, that good. That, mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? I'm not going to get, like, dragged yeah. out of But I, I also wonder, like, he had, I'm sure, like, with the Caps, he had, like, limited ice time with them, right? Like, they didn't play him that much. He did. And then, like, but, and he's, last... but he's not as young as everyone thinks he is. He's, he's like, like, 26. 26. Yeah. Yeah. But he, like, they signed him for that long when he had one full good season, mm-hmm. which is suspect. But he might be that good, but, like, I don't know. And they signed him after a year, after, like, an inflated year. Is that is that fair to say? Like, Vegas yeah, I think was very inflated. Fair. Like, everything was going right. So it's, like, I mean, signing him after that is just, like, I mean, you don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that production. Right. I don't know. Not if he's not taking performance-enhancing drugs anymore. I don't know what to say about that. Because, I mean, I like Schmidt, so I don't want to be like, yeah. No, I do. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm probably was taking it, so <laughs> I probably shouldn't say anything. But That was uh, uncalled for. I'm sorry. No, I mean, we like it. We didn't hate it. <laughs> we just didn't want to, like, you know. Okay. So, anything else on Vegas? Before we get to the Penguins, with any of the bad teams that we talked about, do you think any of the coaches will get fired? I hope so. A lot of them need to be. I was also wondering about Haxtell, but they're not really bad, but I was just wondering about... Oh, uh, they're seventh in a division. They're pretty bad. <laughs> so, okay. Whoa. What I will say, and I'll ask, I'll set it up as a question, and then you guys tell me what you think. So, there were two articles. Well, there was an article and a podcast that came out, and the one article documents Haxtell from the beginning of his tenure to now. And he said that when he first took over the team, accountability was going to be his coaching motto. Like he wanted to hold players accountable for what they did and what they're going to do. And he wanted to be held accountable. Everybody in the organization would be held accountable for, he blames like the power play is now bad. The penalty kill has been bad in his past, like three going on four years and nothing has been done. They talk about the, the penalty kill coach. No, we need him. Why do you need him when he's not doing his job correctly? The penalty kill is very bad. You say it's the you first you say it was the goalies. They got rid of Steve Mason. It's I mean the goalies are still bad. Like it's just no one's held accountable. And now like last year they the, I want to say the year before, so two years ago they won ten games, lost, uh, didn't get in the playoffs. How do you win ten games in a row and you don't get in the playoffs? Fine, whatever. Last year they lose ten games in a row. How are you losing ten games in a row? That's like what? And then they this made year, the playoffs, though. they did make the playoffs, and that's that was that was his own saving grace. Like throughout the ten game losing streak, he would say, "Well, we got a point tonight. Well, we got a point tonight." Well, like at one point, like, dude, like what? So then you go into this season, and then the GM is saying, like, "Okay, like we're taking a step forward. That's the motto. We're taking a step forward. We got JVR. We got a goal scorer. That's one of the things that we needed." And we're still bad. We're still incredibly bad. The pa- the penalty kill is still bad. 
the goaltending situation is still bad. Like, I know we got Carter Hart, but it's still bad. Like, it's just, I don't know how we're going to take a step forward when the same things that are happening are, like, this, the, everything's still the same. There's n- And no, when you ask people about it, they're just like, oh, well, you know. So where's the accountability? So then, so a- after I read that article that, like, kind of did that, I was like, this guy has to go. Like, he has to go. Like, there needs to be a change. But then I was listening to this podcast of an art of a, <clears throat> a writer who follows the team, and he was saying that in a rebuild, like, it, it's we're not like we're we're nowhere near where we need to be like they still need this still going to be a long long battle and he raised the question if Drew Simmons and Voracek are a part of the core to get the like he doesn't think they're good enough to get the team to the playoffs like they he just doesn't think they're good enough players so so realistically we need like they want all the younger players to be like the ones to get us to the cup and it's like me to me on an emotional level, that's just that just blew my mind. I can't believe anyone would think that Claude Giroux wasn't gonna be on the team when we get a cup. But so he was saying that he was preaching patience. He was saying that there were nowhere near, and the fact that Flyers fans thinks that we're like two years away is we're being irrational. And my thing to you is that like, which side do you kind of which do you see like which side? I mean, because I've never been in a rebuild, so I don't know. So I was get, like, I'm listening to what the GM's telling me, and this guy, like the, then the um, podcast, he was saying like, we're, it's a, it's gonna be, take a long road. Like Nolan Patrick is gonna have to be there. Like these people that are just here will have been here for a while before we get to the place where we can compete for a cup. I don't necessarily think it'll be too long, like a year or two. I don't think that it's gonna be. But see that he was saying like it's probably gonna be like five years. I don't think so. I I wonder like the whole accountability thing. When does Ron Hextall become like accountable to like make these changes? Because like as a goalie, he was the most impatient man on earth, and yet as like a GM, he's like kind of just like trust like the process or whatever but it's just like if the pk has been bad for three years or three four years or whatever and then you haven't changed the pk coach like what are you doing like what are you doing and it's just like i feel like i i do see what that guy is saying and that like you're gonna have to not not like maybe trade them but maybe they're gonna have to play like a lesser role Mm-hmm. If this is your future moving forward, you can't have Jeru Simmons and Borchek being playing like first line minutes. Like it just it's just not going to work. And I think that banking on Carter Hart is going only going to make it harder for him when he does come up. Like putting all that pressure on him, like the whole pressure of like thirty something not 30, 40 odd years of not winning a cup on like this young kid's shoulders and just being like, you are going to bring us to the promised land. And I, I don't like, I think they really need to fire. What's his face? Hextall. Or at least like the, pe- the, the PK person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I, well, the only thing I'll say is that, <clears throat> I mean, everyone's preaching Carter Hart, Carter Hart, Carter Hart, but hat. Ron Hextall has drafted a goalie in every single draft that he, the past five drafts. So we don't like, it's Carter Hart, 
is the number one goalie because he's like here already and he he did really really well like he's broken goalie records and all these these other things in juniors and he played really well at world juniors so he's like the most like decorated goalie but we have one in sweden felix stanstrom who's really good and supposedly the two the goalie from two years ago and the goalie they drafted this year is really good so i mean i don't think it just depends i mean i know what you mean with carter hart and realistically i don't think he'll be here until like maybe two years ideally i'd like him to be here when hackstall is gone but i really do think that ron hextall the gm thinks that hackstall is the guy and he's not going to get fired like he's not and i think the only way he will get fired is if comcast if they see that they're losing money because the comcast owns the flyers so what do you think of Sheldon Keefe moving into that role? He he coaches the Marlies, and his contract is up at the end of the season, and they've been negotiating a little bit, but nothing. In- they don't know. They think he might be angling for an NHL position. I um, I don't know much. I I haven't been looking into coaches. So one of the coaches we really wanted, I believe, his name's Jim Montgomery. He now. The new oh, coach for the, the stars. stars. Yeah, and that was one of the we were when last year when we wanted um, Hackstall fired. That's who a lot of people were talking about. So I haven't really looked at new coaches because honestly, if they were going to fire Hackstall, they should have did it last year. Like, right. why do you keep like exposing him to all the new kids that keep coming into the the um, team when if he's not going to be the the coach to get us to where we need to go? I don't know. But I, I've heard his name, Kelsey, but I don't know. I, I haven't heard it linked to the to the flag. What about Lindy Ruff? I don't. Yeah, Lindy Ruff hasn't been. No one's been talking about him. To be honest. Who else? Well, Al, like if you have a problem with someone playing the kids, Alan Vigneault. Yeah, people not. were saying Alan Vigneault, but everyone was just for a year to just figure out. And then they were thinking, well, what if we, um, what if we sign? Or, or do the the coach from the AHL bring him up? But he's mm-hmm. not really that good. We have this one uh, uh, assistant coach, um, Knobloch. He um, damn it came from. He won in the. I think he's was Connor McDavid's coach uh, in the. What is it? Oh. Junior team did they play for him and Strong? Otters. Otters. Yeah, the Erie Otters. He coached there, and um, so he. They, he became one of the um, assistant coaches, and everyone thought that he would eventually take over for Hackstall. But he's in charge of the power play, and the power play is not good. So, I mean, <laughs> what's the truth? They're probably like, we're going to get JVR, our power play is going to be what nice. But the, here's the thing, they started JVR, JVR on the second power play. So what? Oh, because Simmons? Yeah. But I don't know what's going on right now. Simmons and Voracek are on the second power play. And Nolan and TK are on the top one. So, hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think about Randy Carlisle? The Ducks are another team that's old. Mm-hmm. And they're really bad. They give up so many shots. And their goaltenders, like, that's not sustainable and or realistic. They were saying that's Carlisle's system. That's what he wants them to play. And they shoot like two times. Yeah. Oh, the whole game. I think that, and it's weird because I think the Ducks are younger than the Kings because they have Troy Terry on there. They have Ricard Raquel isn't super old. Um, 
Hampus Lindholm, that other defenseman that everyone likes, but Campus is better than. I forget his name. Starts with a C, maybe. I'm not sure. Fowler? Cam Fowler? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. everyone know. Oh, my God. People know that Hampus is better than him. I mean, Fowler gets all the love. Everyone's like, oh, Cam Fowler, Cam Fowler. It's like. It's because it's Hampus is Swedish, probably. Probably. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like they have young. And, like, isn't um the guy from the Devils on that team, too? Henry. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. Like, he's not old. So I was like, I feel like the Ducks are just like, like, get rid of Corey Perry and Ryan Kessler and um, the captain guy. Getzloff? That's yeah, the problem, Getzloff. though. Getzloff still, like, produces pretty well for them. And Kessler, too, kind of. They're um, hurt, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the problem. And Corey Perry is, he's not good anymore. I think that Hampus, I mean, um, Ricard Raquel helps. Um, uh, gets gets laugh more than gets laugh helps him. I don't know. Like gets laugh is like like he's he's really really good. Even though he's old and slow, like he's he's really good. I mean, like, when I watch for the what they Ducks, do. I mean, I guess I watched the Ducks Flyers game. He didn't he didn't stand out to me. I mean, him and Does, TK almost got into him and TK almost got into a fight. Of course he, he did. I'm talking about TK here. Because, of course, he did. He was, like, chir- chirping, and Gepsla was, like, trying to fight him. And the Flyers were like, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. And yeah. the Flyers were, like, banging their sticks, like, yeah, TK. That's the kind of player he is. But TK was just like, don't. Like, hey. He was like, hey, Christy. I was like, oh, my God, he knows her. It's yeah, so he cool. did it specifically for me. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I think Randy Carr, I, I feel like, I know that some Ducks fans want him fired, and I feel like the Ducks might be better off if they do fire him. Yeah. I don't know why they rehired him, but but to be honest, I think my life is better when the Ducks are bad. So you know what? You can keep him around. You can keep him around. Um, I don't know. This may be way off base, but given like their consistent lack of success in the playoffs, what do you guys think of um, Tortorelli? No, just, like, in general. Do you think that, like, they're going to keep him? I think so. Even if, like, they have another first-round exit? He, I don't I don't know, because I feel like... With, <laughs> I feel like with the Blue Jackets, they bought into his system in ways that, like, the Rangers and the Canucks didn't. And... It worked for them, so I don't know if they would fire him. Because, like, with the Blue Jackets, it's not because, I mean, part of it's because of coaching, but I feel like part of it is because of lack of, like, really big star players. Like, they have Panarin, Cam, and, like, like when you get to, like, the bottom six, it's not really much. And then, like, on, de- on defense, they have, like, um, they have Wierenski and they have Jones, but that's, like... That's where it stops. And Bobrovsky is, like, shaky during the playoffs. So I feel like... He seems shaky like a, now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of their issues in the playoffs wouldn't... Like, it would take a while before it would fall onto um, Tortorella. Tor, Tortellini. Whatever. Tortellini. I was trying so hard not to say that. I was like, oh, God. Tortellini. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Like, yo, he, he fucking sucks. 
But yeah, I think it would take. I think it would take like a lot more for it to fall on him. Okay. I think there's so many different excuses. I think he's still yeah. running off of that. Like, what was it? Seventeen game win streak? Eighteen game win streak? It was like sixteen. Yeah. Because they didn't beat the Penguins one. Okay. Yeah, I think he's still running off that. And I think that next season, if Bobrovsky doesn't sign and Panarin leaves, he's still safe because, look, his goaltender and his top scorer left. So I don't. I yeah. think they'll still keep him out. They'll milk it. He'll milk it anyway. Um, One more thing. Oh, Do sure. we want to talk about um, Voinov? Oh, yes. Yes, oh. right. I don't, I don't know what there is to say, really. Yeah, I mean, so let me see. So Dennis Bernstein um, tweeted out earlier today at um, like around one o'clock that Voinov has applied for NHL reinstatement per uh, Commissioner Bill Daly, and Daly said, "We are in process of an intense factual investigation. I'm not in a position to give give a timeline. When when the investigation is done, the commissioner will deal with his application for reinstatement." Um, I mean, I really don't have much to say. I, I think we were all waiting for this. The sad part is that I think is that, like, we don't know if, um, we don't know what they're going to say. We don't know if they're going to reinstate him or, and we don't know if he's, they're not going to reinstate him. I, and that's, that to me is like sad because you would think from what he's done, um, they would say no, but the fact that they're going to be like, oh yeah, we might like, we don't know, to me, is just, like, classic NHL. The fact that honestly, they're investigating it is, like, a bad sign to me. I feel like he's yeah. going to get to be able to play or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, 30-70, 30% they're going to say no, 70% they're going to say yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree with those odds. We should bet that. Can we bet that? <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. I... Like I wouldn't, I'm, I would not be surprised if they said yes, um, but I would be surprised if they said no. Yeah, me yeah. too. So, I don't know. It's just disheartening. It's another slap in the face. Two women. I mean, just like a couple this week. It's just like, geez, you guys yeah. really don't care. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, I know. What you. are they investigating? Like he was charged with it. Yeah, he had to leave the country. Like, yeah, that is ridiculous. Classic NHL. I know. Um, so, yeah, you want to move on to the Penguins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who also did something um, pretty, I mean, in my opinion, it was offensive. Um, yeah. I, I feel like with that whole, like, having the police, police lives matter um, flag, I mean, I thought that they were honoring the the Jewish people killed in the in the um, terrorist attack, and I mean the officers as well. But like, why couldn't it just be people killed? Like, why can't you just say all? Like, I mean, this is a time for everyone to jump up and say all lives matter, right? I don't know. I mean, I didn't real I didn't realize that was that flag because why, why would I look into something like that? But like. Yeah, like, it just seems so, like, tone-deaf, like, yeah. short-sighted, just, like, it doesn't, it looks like a decision that was made 
by a room filled with white people. Like, that's something that happens when a decision is made by, like, a non-diverse, like, audience, I feel. Because, like, if you had one or two people of color, like, who had, like, actual voices in the room, I feel like something like that wouldn't be, like, um, okayed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess... To me, that's... I'm not surprised. I just... I don't know. Like, I mean... Because I... I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I've seen people say, like... Oh, well, I'm just going to think that they just didn't even... Like, they just didn't know what it meant. And I'm like, as a social media, like, person, or they're like... so Like, you know what that means. There's no way you can't. So, like, they knew what it meant... And what the flag meant, and they just didn't care. And that's just like another slap in the face, especially when they were like, they say things aren't political. And then you use that flag that's pretty political. Yeah, I think I, I think, I think they knew what it meant, but this might be me being like naive or whatever, but I also think that they can they might have viewed, they didn't view it as something that discredited something, like Black Lives Matter. I think they saw it as, like, I think they they probably viewed it as something, as just, like, yeah, police officers and first responders or whatever, their, like, their lives matter, but I don't, I want to say I don't think that they saw it as, like, discrediting Black Lives Matter. To me, that brings up your point again of just having just having a non-diverse group in the yeah. room yeah which isn't surprising because in my I've all I've always felt like the penguins were very um I don't know how to say this in a better way but just like not diverse <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, I, I've never felt they were but I feel like um what was I gonna say and I feel like, I just feel like, why did that need to be there? And, like, if you look at the guy's face, he's very, like, like he looks kind of smug about it. Yeah. Like, well, did yeah, you, there was know. an article from Jason Mackey that interviewed the guy. And he was saying, like, he met Trump earlier that day. And, like. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it was very, like, that article was very, like, an ode to Trump. Yeah, a lot of a really- lot of NHL teams like nowadays they have like things in place for when something because this is the world that we live in when something tragic happens like that they have like things in place that they're supposed to that not like supposed to do but kind of like like little guidelines mm-hmm. and I just and I know like Vegas they think like their first responders like at the thing at theirs they're like memorial thing but like i just feel like where did that flag it didn't to be need put? to be there yeah like you it's know unnecessary Kelsey, we're like if anything if anything i have a jewish flag like yeah. i don't know yeah like, i, I would have preferred a jewish flag. um the only thing i want to say because i know that i don't know i mean i feel kind of awkward because it's not really my place but um the one thing i don't want to give I'm very hesitant to like give any organization the benefit of the doubt about something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, just being aware you should know, 
the flag and this is what I keep seeing is that the flag was originally part of the thin blue line, which is much different than um um blue lives matter and is more like um something that police families used to support each other in mm -hmm. times of like and when there were like traumatic instances like yeah. this um and obviously it has become something much uh less supportive and more nefarious and damaging so that's like the only thing i can think that the pen penguins organization thought that it would be okay mm -hmm. and that they could say like no it's like this symbol that the police use to like support each other mm -hmm. um but that being said it would have just been so much easier to not do it yeah yeah like and like before i realized what that flag was i was like actually like <laughs> i was like I was, like, so emotional during the thing. I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so much. But then I was, like, then someone tweeted about, like, the flag. And I was just like, oh, yeah. 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 Like, it kind of, like, tainted it for me when it was kind of, like, a perfect, like, little simple thing. It, yeah. And I feel like... I was... No, go ahead. No, I just... I, um... I don't know that I've told you guys this, but I work in national security here in Pittsburgh. So I was called in to like work with some of the victims' families. Oh my god! Yeah. So like this was just like yeah, I did not need this. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's um, a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I just feel like not to say anything. I don't want to discredit police and like first responders and stuff, but I feel like when they say when they thank the first responders and make like a big deal out of it you're discrediting not like discrediting but like you're kind of taking the moment away from like the actual victims of the incident when you're like i mean they do a very hard job and it's really really important but i feel like like they like i feel like they put it put an emphasis on the first responders in situations like this yeah. Where I feel like the emphasis should be on like the people who are actually like murdered, if that makes sense. It does, and they did. Um, because I've seen people asking why they didn't bring out like members, like members of the Jewish community, and they did. They had three yeah, um, yeah, members I of like the that. Jewish Federation, but like that's completely overshadowed by this. Yeah. And, like, yeah. That's just another point. Like, and that, like I was crying during the ceremony yeah. because I saw them out there. Now you could just see their faces and like, I, know, I just, they're so distraught. God. And like, it's just so, it's so hard because there was like a big Jewish community where I grew up. So I learned like, I mean, every year we like our whole school celebrated, you know, all of the Jewish holidays yeah. and like we recognize it. And so just, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just like an. It's just so horrible. Like the what happened is truly horrible, which is not anything new. But just for that to be overshadowed now, that's all that we're gonna think of. Like that's all people were thinking about. And then like already like that day, people were like coming at the pens because they went to Trump, they went to the White House, and then they were trying to say like, oh, we are so like we're we're gonna do this for it, and we we stand with you and all this stuff. And then like having to deal with that, and I'm like. Listen, you can trash players for going to the the like just that whole like going to the White House, and then they do this too, and it's like, I mean, I really yeah, don't know how it's to. Yeah, it's getting that like 
Yeah, it's getting hard to, like, kind of come to bat for, like, the pens when it comes to situations like this. Because they're super tone deaf. Like, tone deaf. It's it's honestly, like, a part of me wants to say, like, are you tone deaf or do you just not care? Because it's like, you should have people in place that should know about this. Like, your media relations person should be like, listen, we took a lot of heat. Like, you should know, you should be following that, like, Capitals players have said that they weren't going to go. So, again, people are going to bring up when you went. So it's like, when is their visit even supposed to be? I w- it's probably not going to happen until after the midterms because Trump is so busy, like, Oh, campaigning. that's true. I didn't even think. Oh. I, I was yeah. like, are they purposely delaying it until we forget? <laughs> I mean, they can go whenever, so, I mean, that makes sense. But, um. Yeah, it's just the whole situation. I don't know. I'm so, like, ugh about it. I'd rather just, like... Just one last note. Yeah. And this is, I think, about sort of our social media relationship in general, is that um, when the Penguins first, like, were posting, um, like, stronger than hate, like, we don't accept discrimination or anything, and everyone was coming into the replies and being like, you met Trump, and they were, like, posting all the pictures with Trump. And, like... Absolutely. They deserve the criticism for that. I hated it. I still hate it. Like, I'm there with you. But, like, to act like because of that you can't do good things or try to spread a good message in the future, like, what's the... As if people don't learn and or grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we and, look dumb because the penguins didn't learn and or grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you try. <laughs> you know, the actual, the penguins hockey. Yeah. yeah. Are they, like, that was, there was one question, like, so I thought that, I was like, the Penguins are good, but then the Islanders game happened, and I I don't know anymore. They could just be good in Canada. Yeah. Which is an idea. They also had bad karma. Like, even tonight, even tonight, the score, the score's (laughs) tied. On a shorthanded goal. Jesus Christ. Uh, I I need to look at the line. Did you guys see how like they played Kunako in Pittsburgh and then they sent him down? Yeah, yeah, that was. I was like petty. I was like, you guys are you guys are petty. And he scored. I know. know. They don't care. Lou Lamparello doesn't care. They don't care. (laughs) They're just like, okay, bye. I know. They're like, thanks, and like he goes down again. Um. Yeah. So the defense without Chris Letang, and, and, and in their defense, and Justin Schultz, is not good. No. I was excited to see Ricola and Dumo together, and that was not ideal. It was not good. Um, you can't even blame Matt Murray for how bad that game was. Like, yeah, no. For the the goals that he let in, like. I do appreciate that they let. The Smith get the L though. <laughs> that was yeah, that was nice. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Mike Sullivan coming in with the assist there. Like I very rarely <laughs> for once. Yeah, he rarely for gives once. me the assist, but he did that night. Um, one thing that I don't like is that okay in the game in Vancouver, um, what's his name? Uh, Derek Grant. Grant got off the ice early, so Malkin came on, and Malkin was in the, was on the ice with Sprong, and they had really good chemistry. They almost connected for two goals, but Malkin scored, and then, you know, then Sullivan, like, came right back out, and then Malkin scored again. I don't see the, like, I, like, after that game, and then, like, Sprong, Simone was really good with, 
Crosby, Simone got moved to Crosby's wing, and then you never see Malkin and Daniel Sprung on the ice together. That just is like, does that, is anyone else, can like, does that, anyone else? I was wonder. I was because I didn't watch any of the Western Canada. Well, I started, but I fell asleep, and they won, so I think I helped them. Yeah. But I think, I was wondering why Sprung was on the ice when Malkin was on the ice. I was like, how did that happen? So it was just like a, like, like a change. Grant got off. Yeah. And then Sprong got the puck and then was, uh, or, um, Malkin got the puck and was like set Sprong up for a scoring chance and he missed, but then he got the puck back, fought through, made a great play to Gino and then Gino scored. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. And like, I get people's like hesitance because like Sprong is in, um, Kessel spot, but as of right now, it's Sprong or Rust Grant Sprong, so you can easily just double shift Malkin as their center, like maybe one or two shifts in the period. Sprong just tripped pulling the Connor Sherry. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry is he can name. Connor Sherry his way to two more Stanley Cups with the Panthers. I hope so, but I don't know. I just think that Sprong. We were all thinking about, oh, he needs to be sent down. But it's like, maybe he just needs a good center to play with. And I'm not saying that Matt Cullen is a bad center. I'm just saying, like, maybe he like maybe he needs an elite center to play with. And it's like... He just the needs Penguins a scoring have, center to play with. Yeah, and it's not like the Penguins only have one. They actually have two, and you can easily double shift them. And you have one center... Well, you have two centers that are on fire right now. One who was set is second star of the month. The other was first star of the week. So why don't you try that? I don't know. It's because he hates me. It's because oh. he hates me. Like he like like by accident I saw what I really wanted and now he's never gonna get it. It was me. too powerful. It was like <laughs> it, he didn't like it at all. Can someone score? I liked I kinda like horny with um Colin. Yeah, which is I've been seeing it. Yeah, that was the, like the that. third line without Brissard, or is it without? Yeah, it's without Brassard. What's going miss, on, man? He's always getting hurt. Feel bad. That's my guy. Um. Yeah. Any other like things you guys want to talk about with the Penguins? Simone's been good. Yeah, he has been. But you know what? Um, what it doesn't surprise me because he was good last year. Derek Brassard said like he was like Simone's a really good player. And it wasn't just because he was being nice. He was, like, being truthful. When he first um, got called up, I think it was that game where it was um, Jari's first game in the NH. Oh, they're fighting. Kessel. Kessel? Who is that? Um, who's, who's 55? Boy Chuck. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? What was it? Yeah. When Simone first got called up with, um, it was against the Rangers, and I remember him being, like, pretty fast, and I think he, like, he was kind of offensive, but I think he maybe lost that, and now he's getting it back again, because he's been pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I think that he's a good, I think he's a good player, and I think he's feeling it right now, um, so I like him with Sid. I, I don't mind that. I wish people would stop saying send him down. I think they stopped now that he's scored in, like, th- three straight games. But any other things? No, I don't good. think so. 
And that concludes today's episode of Where's My Stick? Make sure to follow us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. 